Welcome to the Instinct Performance Podcast, where we talk all things performance. This podcast covers various topics such as sports psychology, strength training, speed training, and mental performance. This podcast also shares uncut interviews from Olympic, professional, and high-performance athletes and coaches. Don't just listen to the knowledge and wisdom from this show. Practically apply what you learn from each episode and watch your sports performance skyrocket. Listen up, take notes, take action. Let's get it poppin'. Hello and welcome to the Instinct Performance Podcast. I'm extremely excited to welcome Michael Carell to the show. So thank you, Michael. Michael is the current world-ranked number one judo fighter in the under 100 kilogram division and is the favorite to win the gold medal at the 2021 Olympics in Japan. Michael won a bronze medal at last year's world championship and is in hunt mode for 2021. More important than these labels and accomplishments is the incredible person in front of me. You'll get to hear his humor today and uh, I'm super juiced to have him on the show. So yeah, thanks for coming, Michael. It's a pleasure. Um, So usually I start off with the story. The people want to know you and and what you're about and then we could, uh, we can get into deeper questions. So maybe you could talk about your, your background with judo sort of when you started computing, how you developed that love, because man, I'm sure you spent hours and hours practicing judo and injuries and stuff like that. So you need to develop a love. So, you know, maybe you could just explain that for us. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I started at a young age, at the age of four. And it was because of a lot of uh, family members that played judo. Uh, as a kid of four, you don't know nothing about which sport you're going to do. Or uh, I, I, So I started to play judo because my sister was on the sport and I just went uh, with her to a class. And I, I can't remember anything, of course, but still my parents told me after that I lost it already because I was like this physical strong kid already. Uh, you can imagine I'm already like I'm a hundred kilogram fighter now, and I was already, and at a young age, I was already like, uh, yeah, like not big, but strong as a kid. Um, so what I loved was actually the physical side of the sport, just uh, um, fighting with rules, you know, so not fighting with your with your bare knuckles or whatever, just just competing and and fighting uh, with rules was something that I really enjoyed uh, doing, and I can remember. Uh, I can actually remember because I see some pictures um, that I was starting competing at the age of six. Uh, so I was still at a young age, was local tournaments, and I can remember winning my first ever um, a trophy. Uh, and, you know, as a kid, you just want to, if you're playing a sport, you want to win and you want to be on the top of the podium. And I can still remember till this day, it was an amazing feeling. And uh, from there on, uh, I showed some talent for the game, but still it was uh, kind of a um, playing game. You know, you're, you're still young and you're still, it's not nothing like serious uh, from from that moment on. But I showed some talent for the game. So I continued fighting competitions at local events. And I can remember my parents uh, uh, told me that if I win a medal, 
uh, they will, uh, they will, we will celebrate at McDonald's and eat some uh, French fries. <laughs> and uh, but after a couple of tournaments, they they quit, uh, they quit uh, celebration because I was winning too many uh, trophies, uh, and it was not healthy for me, of course. But uh, just a little joke. Um, so yeah, from that moment on, I just grow in the sport and I keep continuing. I was still uh, training at a local uh, local club uh, near my parents and. I can remember it started to get serious at the age of 12, 30, 13, because the national championship um, came. Uh, yeah, it became a goal for me to become uh, to become a national champion at that age. Uh, so things started to get serious. I guess like I, I started to uh, train more, uh, three times, four times playing judo. Started to uh, do some strength training and some conditioning and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, and at the age of, so I, I won my first medal at the age of 14. I got third of the, of the nationals. It was a disaster for me. I can remember still to this day because uh, I was the number one and I was winning every event. But still in the national championship, I failed uh, to win the medal. And uh, my parents and my coach and a lot of like, a few people in my power circle, these important people around me just share share their knowledge with me. It's like it's part of the game, right? You're still young, you can still improve. Uh, there are a lot of more competitions ahead of you, and um, yeah. And from that moment on, I just my motivation even get like bigger, and uh, it started to get serious uh, from that moment actually. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible, and I think. I wanted to just touch upon you talking about your biggest failure sort of at the time turning into why you love judo so much now. And I know there's some, some athletes that talk to me and they say, Hey man, like, how do I become world-class? How do be, how do I become the best? And so, you know, what's your thought process? I mean, when you're 14, you think it's the end of the world. Um, and what sort of changed for you and how do you reframe failure now just to grow from it and, and learn? Yeah, so, you know, I'm 26 year old. I'm a bit wiser than I was like uh, from the age of 14. I'm still not that wise, actually, but you know, it's, uh, so yeah, after all the experience you do in competition, uh, you you win, you lose, it, it's it's a part of the game. And if you, um, if you recognize it's part of the game, uh, you can, and, you, and, and it's more, I started to get the, um, philosophy about like you win or you learn right it's their failure doesn't exist for me but at the age of 40 you don't know anything about uh that kind of knowledge so it's just the people around you are super important uh my parents were always supported uh, me through uh, through the process and uh yeah and my and, and some coaches i was uh, lucky enough to have the right coaches at the right time um and that's actually the biggest thing. So from a young age, it's, it's good to have um, people you trust in your power circle. I keep, I keep saying a power circle. And I mean, uh, what I mean with that is just a circle of people, uh, just a small, let's say four or five people that are around you that, uh, that you can trust. And they give you good advice in good and bad situations, you know, because also... When you win at a young age, you think, oh, I'm the best. You know, you, you just, 
I can't lose anymore. I can beat everybody and the next tournament you lose. And it's like, what happened? Is it, and it's a disaster again. And, and after that, it's kind of a process, right? And if I look back from the age now, you know, I'm now 26 and I look back, it's just, this situation just made me who I am today. Just the win and the losses I experienced uh, experience through my life. Um, and it sounds a bit of cliche, but it's really the win in the the win or the learn uh, philosophy makes me a better competitive uh, a competitor every time. So I always talk with my coach. Um, I am getting better every year, and some athletes just um, win, just compete most of uh, from their talent so they win in the young age and then after it they're like oh i'm lucky with the talent and then don't work consistent enough and just um get not better from that moment on and i was always in my mind you just want to consistent work on my progress and just and the results i have on my competitions uh shows me if i have the results and if i'm making process uh, progress and till this day i'm still making the progress so yeah, I'm super happy, man. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so when you started, when, you know, the Olympics were kind of in sight and that's sort of the goal you set, and you're probably a little bit younger, what what did your training schedule look like? Like, How much does a, a pre-Olympian have to practice? What does he eat? How much does he train? How much does he work out? It's funny, I just had some, uh, had some young athletes here working out earlier. And they uh, they had some weight on the bar, and they were they were feeling like a beast. And I pulled up the video of you squatting like <laughs> forty six plates, and they they were just like, oh, you can see they just <laughs> said, yeah, you guys you guys ain't got nothing yet. So yeah, what what sort of things were you up to when you you figured that out? Um, you mean like uh, in this in this area, or when I was younger? Yeah, when you were younger, just about to you know you start competing in those world championships, you know, how many, how many days a week do I need to hit weights? How many practices am I, am I at judo? Uh, and yeah. that sort of thing. So I think it's, a, it's, it's very uh, individual life program that I have uh, because um, I, I really, uh, over the years, I, I always talk like it's my own, um, concept of training i we fight we do like a hard sparring sessions four times a week we do some uh, technical sessions one or two a week but the strength the strength and the conditioning let's say the strength is just twice a week uh, a lot of people see me and they say like he's big he's strong but i still it's it's just the consistent work i do over and over and over again is not because it's so easy to overtrain right it's so easy to overtrain and don't progress uh in in the training you do uh, but people don't uh, sometimes people forget that it's all about the sport it's it's all about judo and strength and conditioning is just uh, assistant to the sport uh you see that often also in uh, the people that i train with but it's like okay judo is like 70 80% of the time i'm just busy with playing judo and uh, being busy with like my tactics, uh, watching games, uh, prepping for a training or whatever, everything about around judo. And the other uh, 20% is just 
the strength side and uh, rehabbing or prehabbing actually. So uh, before getting every, before, yeah, just doing small stuff, including also with strength training. So that's actually my week. I do just two sessions of, of strength and everybody is always uh, just a little bit confused when I tell them because they think when I'm in a restaurant, uh, people say, ah, how many times you do uh, uh, do the weights in a week? And I'm like, just two times a week because I'm a judo player. And they say like, no, you can't, you can't. You, you, use, uh, you use some kind of drugs. I said, no, everything is clean. You know, I'm an Olympic an Olympic athlete, and it's just it's just the work over the time, right? It's it's not built in a day. It's just I just told you before I started playing judo at the age of four, uh, and I it had nothing to do with doing everything with weight, weights or whatever. I just uh, improving my skills over the years, and the strength is also just something on the side that also is important, of course, because. I am in a high category of weights, so my 100 kilogram uh, competitors are like super strong. But the thing is with judo that if you are smarter and quicker and have more agility, and your skills are more important than them, they have nothing on their strength. So that's my actually my philosophy about okay, the strength has to be on a, on a few standards. So of course, a double uh, body weight squat is still strong. Um, but it's not actually, it's not the, the goal that I aim. It's just it's just a standard that I uh, I think it's important. Uh, so my that I know my strength level are on point, and that I can excel excel on the trainings that I do just on on a weekly basis and on the competitions. And it also helps you um, you get trust in your system, trust in your body. If you know it's strong. And you're competing. You don't need. You don't need to hesitate anymore about your physical uh, capabilities. And it also helps uh, during competitions or training. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because I was, especially for the younger guys, they think, "Hey, no days off. I'm no days off for the gym." Um, but the body needs time to recover, and it's it's nice to hear that come from another source. Because yeah, 100%. Your sport is the focus. And then the strength and conditioning and the nutrition is obviously very important, but it comes second to obviously your sports performance. I know it is it's actually, it's good what you say. It's like you need to listen to your body. I also had this years of training that I was just, you know, I had this like 20, uh, 20 sessions in a week and I was doing strength three, four, five times a week. I was doing uh, extra conditioning sessions. It was judo and, and that's also because you're young, because you don't get injured so fast. Or actually, you know, it's, it's when you get a little bit older or you have some more hours on your body, uh, you get injured faster. And, and now after, after a couple of years of a lot of injuries, I was like, okay, this is enough. So I changed my, um, I changed my team of trainers and we have this different philosophy about, okay, less is more and uh, more is just more. That's it. It's not more is not better. Um, that's the big difference that I've made over the years, is that just focus on what's important in this judo. Okay, and so we compete. Uh, we compete. We see how I perform. Uh, after performance, we discuss about what goes wrong or what goes right or what 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 are the things that we can improve. Is it conditioning? No, conditioning was good. Okay, I don't need 
more conditioning work, right? The strength, they overpowered me, maybe a bit. Okay, maybe we can lift a little bit of the, um, yeah, some strength level. We can raise your strength level a bit. Okay, maybe. Or it's just the skills or, and this after a competition, you just have this conversation with the team that is helping me. And um, yeah, and also that I, I started before, just listen to your body. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not always, it's, it's not always that you say, okay, every session is super happy and I just fly in, you know, and I do everything because I like it so much. Sometimes it's just struggle, but if I know my, my body is, is getting too much, I just pull off for a day, whatever, and the next day I, I even come back stronger. So, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, it's good to hear. And, you know, maybe we'll, we'll shift just a little bit to the mind side of things. We'll go mindset. We talked a little bit about, a little bit about conditioning and, and your story. And, you know, it takes, it takes a special mind to be a fighter. It's a, it's a grind and it's a lot of hard work and a lot of technical skills, um, which is exciting to have you here to talk about. Um, so maybe we'll just sort of dive into, you know, you're preparing for the 2020 Olympics. Not really sure if it's going to happen because of COVID and you get closer to and it gets canceled. Um, how did you deal with that and sort of what was your mindset sort of still preparing for just in case or when it was to happen? Because, you know, every day as an Olympian is a day to to keep going in a day that you you're closer to that gold medal. So yeah. What, what's your thought process there? Yeah. Good question. Uh, so I can remember, I just go a little bit, uh, further back in 2016, I went to the Olympics in Rio, uh, just for a sparring partner because we had limited, uh, space of qualifications. Um, so I didn't make it. And, um, I had this, small poster on my wall back home uh, with the date that I was competing in 2020. So it was uh, 30, 30 July. I wa was my competition day. Uh, so I was just seeing this every day and not on a conscious level every day, but it was in my place. And this date was always a reminder of my, the work that I put in. And um, yeah, and then last December, I had a, a major win. Uh, I won the competition in China. Was a, it was it's called the Masters, and what it is is the top 16 of the world come together and compete. It's just kind of a bonus event uh, over the year, and it's just a good. Um, it's just good to see where you stand in the in the in, yeah in the rankings, right? So actually every comp uh, competitor there was going to the olympics was there in china and i won the competition so it was like just on top of the hill and i was like okay we need to be sharp keep focused because the olympics is getting in like what was it six months uh we get and we were in good shape i was in the, actually in the best shape of my life at that moment and i can remember i was fighting in february in a, uh, a grand slam in paris i won a bronze medal I uh, had a loss in the semi-final against an opponent uh, from Israel, a tough opponent, but I can, um, yeah, it was a close fight, so it doesn't matter that much. And and then just a, a few weeks after, we had this this news. We were we uh, we scheduled to go to Japan for the last time 
um, before heading to the Olympics in July. So uh, we had this training camp of three weeks in Japan and they canceled it because everything was closed because of Corona. And I was like, okay, no worries, no worries. You know, we, we just reschedule something else. We go to France for training. We go to just in more in, in Europe for training and still didn't see anything um, like worse coming up. And then just in the just the weeks following up, uh, what it, it's getting like worse, right? And I was like, okay, the Olympics is so big, they're not gonna cancel, no, no way. And then on the day, on on that day, I don't know actually the the real date, but they canceled it, and I was like, kind of uh, heartbreaking. Yeah, you know, I'm like a, I'm like a big guy, but still have my emotions. And on that day, it was like a tough day for me. Um, but still, I, I just, I recognize the emotions and it was like, it, it, it's also a part of the roller coaster that you're in as an Olympic athlete. And I can remember the next day, I just uh, wake, woke up early and didn't feel empty or whatever. And I just spoke with my coach the next day and we said like, okay, the goal doesn't change. Only the time frame has changed, period. That's it. And it sounds easy, and then still, uh, you still have the struggles after because it's still a, a crazy time. But we directly um, just sit together because uh, we were not in the Netherlands. We were not allowed to see other people around because, uh, you know, it was we're kind of locked down. Not not like in a full lockdown, but so what we did, me and my trainer and a, and a training partner of me, we just sit down and we said like, okay. What are the things that we can do? Where, where do we have control over? And what can't we control? And we just write it down and just, okay, we can go to the gym. We can create our own gym. We can create our own dojo with mats. Um, and we just sit down and just make this kind of plan for the coming weeks. We didn't know it, it gets like months. But uh, yeah, we did that for like three months. We did a lot of strength, conditioning, and actually, that, that's where my back squat of 200 kilograms just went up because I, I couldn't play judo a, a lot. But um, yeah, just focused on the things that we could. And I think we did a, a great job. But the, the, the most important thing for me is that I come back to my power circle. My power circle now is different than it was when I was 14. But um, it's just because those people that have the same goals in mind than me, uh, that gets me through this period and we we all um we all experience kind of the same me my coach and my my uh, uh my training partner because he was also going to the olympics um together in a different weight category so we stayed close we trained twice a day and just waiting for any news and um yeah from that moment on it gets worse better worse better and now it's actually uh, uh, a lot better than before. We are back to our um, uh, to our regular uh, schedule. We are training my local gym that I always trained before, like strength training, conditioning, and we play judo at the lo at the at the place that we also trained before. So now it's quite okay, but we still have no uh, no eyes on any events or whatever. But as I said before, um, the Olympics are still on the menu. And I, the thing that I tell myself every day, also when I'm struggling or I'm not motivated, it's like, okay, every day that every work that you put in today is going to help you uh, next year at the Olympics. So yeah, the Olympics just still keeps me 
going every day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think an important point to touch on, as you said, the goal doesn't change. The timeline might change. You know, you might get injured. The Olympics might get canceled. Something might happen, but the goal will never change. Uh, And for me, I, I think that's important because sometimes we think the path to success is straight. And I see this in my head and this will happen, but it never happens that way. And it's just about weathering that storm. And I think that's, that's an important point to touch on. And, and so for you, maybe I'll sort of ask you, how do you weather that storm when something like that happens? Do you, do you go back to that, you know, what can we control? What resources do we have? And, and how are we going to come out of this as best we can? Yeah, so that's actually, as I said before, it's just I sit down and what can I control? It's just that simple, actually. And the, the only thing that I had is like a gap of time that I needed to feel, to, uh, uh, to fill is because you train and now you're locked up, right? So you're, you're at home. So you train and you're home. And it's like, okay, what do you do with the free time? It's different than normally because normally I have these appointments or just um, dealing with some sponsors or just still uh, building my brand as a, as a fighter next to, the, um, next to the trainings that I do. And now I just have my trainings and that was it. And I was like, okay, I need to do something, just uh, build my mind or... And I was listening to this podcast, that's why, <laughs> how we connect and the killer instinct um, is just, okay, how can I still build the things? How can I still build my system, right? So the physical side was quite, it's, it's quite good. I have my team, uh, the judo side is good, but I, I'm not allowed to do all those things at the normal pace. Um, so I do the things that I can, you know, with some kettlebells, I do some strength stuff, but not with with heavy barbels a few months after we did it. But in the beginning it was just, we had not a lot of stuff uh, to work with. And I was like, okay, the, th- the only the thing that I can work on is my mind, right? Because the mind doesn't need any equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe a laptop for, for education or whatever. But so I started to, to, uh, to dive in in some books and some books and, and then uh, a study that I started the killer instinct that I said before, that's why how we met each other. Uh, and there I started to build some routines that I, and the funny thing is that I already had the routines before, just like, uh, on a natural way. And now I just put some stuff on, on paper and just have it, have the clarity and the visual, uh, side on paper. And uh, it actually helped me a lot in analyzing myself and have just have some systems and come back stronger when things get normal. Right. So I'm either. It's what I said in the beginning. It's just all the pro. It's, it's just a, everything for me is is about progression. It's the same with with having a weight. You're doing a bench press or a back. Let's say the back squat. Yeah, because we use it a couple of times. I doing a hundred maybe just once one body weight, and I just build it in a, over a long time to this double body weight. And it's the same with building your mind. And it's the same with your nutrition. Nothing, uh, nothing happens over time, overnight. It's just the consistent work uh, on the system that I have and that I trust. And that's what it's, it's very, um, I just made it myself. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, it's, it's a, if, if, if you think uh, doing strength training tri- uh, tr- three times a week helps you better and you get the results and you feel good, 
who am I to say it's not it's not well, right, or it's not good, and or doing so many sessions or don't take that or do this kind of recovery or whatever. I just build my own system of the proper judo of like skill training, the right strength training and conditioning, the right nutrition, the right recovery, and just focus open, uh, also mainly on the basics. I just go a little bit offside, but. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And that all comes down to that, that self-awareness of where you're at, how your body feels and how you can continue to, you know, grow and push the envelope each day safely and effectively. Um, and yeah, shout out to me, sports motivation podcast for those people listening. Incredible. <laughs> uh, he gets your mind right. And yeah, I, guys changed my life for in ways I can't even explain. And I'm sure the same will go happen to you as well. But uh, yeah, if we sort of piggyback off the mind, let's, let's talk about like Michael Corral's about to step on the stage for the Olympic gold medal fight. And his mind is, what's his mind looking like? What's he thinking? How did he prepare for this? And see, I know some guys it's, you know, I'm going out there to have fun. I, I interviewed a, a guy who coached an Olympic snowboarder who won a gold medal. And that, that particular gold medalist was like, I'm just out here having fun. This is just, it's just a game. And I know some guys are more, more hard pressed about it and more serious. So sort of what's your thought process going into competition? And, and yeah. I, I think I can say it's just fun because in a, like in a competition of just stepping, stepping the ring or on the dojo, we call it the tatami. It's just the place that we fight on. Um, I can go back to the world championship, actually. Uh, I don't have any rec- um, So, yeah, so I can best tell the world championship experience that I have. So I won the bronze medal last, last year, 2019 um, uh, world championship in Tokyo, actually, at the, same, at the same competition hall that we will fight at the Olympics. And I can remember losing my quarterfinal, and that's... Um, the next step after you you lost your quarterfinal, you go to the rapid charge, and I can remember losing this losing this fight, and my my uh, my coach just told me, you still have a chance to win a medal that you never won before. I was like, okay, you know, I don't have any. I'm not unsure on my physical side. It's all about you know every everybody that's fighting on this level, world world level or Olympic medal uh, level, is physically capable of winning right because otherwise they're not not there and some are more capable of winning than others but still yeah, we also see it so often in judo that people that rank low still win the event or whatever right so everything can happen on a day and for me it's just i can only uh, beat the people that are in front of me so i focus really on the people that are in front of me Let's say we had the draw in before, and I have the first fight. I fight something, somebody from France. I just focus on this guy. So not on the not on the rest of the people that I fight uh, later on because everything can happen. You know, I can. Um, so after, yeah. So what I actually want to say is that I focus every time on the person that's in front of me, and it's from the beginning till the end. And what happened in my mind is just, I'm just calm and focused on the task ahead. 
So I'm really, I already know in my head what, what I need to do. I'm very a strategic fighter. I calcul I'm very calculated about the method I fight. Um, it's just, for me, it's, it's like uh, uh, playing a game of chess. And, um, and, I'm not, and, and I can't even play chess. That's the funny of it. But still, for me, judo is all about, okay, how can I, how how can I get the advantage in the game, and how can I, uh, yeah, get yeah, just get in the right place at the right moment, and it's just. But the thing is, in front, in the front of the game, you just think about the process that is coming. Right, he 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 is fighting left. He's going on the top. He's 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 a tall fighter. He's not using his feet, for example. And from that, I'm already knowing, okay, I need to keep the distance. And I already have kind of a, uh, a strategic plan for attacking him. Um, but then if you, if you start the fight, it's all only in the head. You just need to be in the moment because you need to react on the situation that, that's ahead. That's the funny thing. I had this a few years before. I was just... On paper, I was already winning, but in like on a practical way. So on the on the mat, when I was fighting somebody, I was like, okay, but he was now stepping left, but he's not doing that. So now my calculation is not working. And I was like, okay, so on paper I was winning, but in the in, like in a practical way, I was losing. So after learning that, I was like, okay, you can do a lot of in forehand, but on the moment you need to fly. You need to be in the moment. You need to trust yourself. You need to trust your skills. And you need to trust the outcome that it's uh, that is following. So again, I don't know. I I hope it's an answer on your question, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Um, I mean, I'm gonna probe you a little bit here with um, we talked about wins and losses. Actually, winning and learning. We don't lose. There's always a chance to learn and grow. Um, and I know a lot of athletes especially if we think about ourselves as a young athlete before things start to sprout, we lose sight of that long-term process and developing that awareness of, okay, this guy is good with his feet. So I need to attack him this way. Or, you know, other, every sport is like that. It's how can I be three, four, five steps ahead? Um, and so what did you do to build that self-awareness and how can you get athletes to sort of, trust that long-term process because there's going to be a lot of failures there has to be um but i know some 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 young athletes they just it's hard for them to figure that out i think the the major thing that was important for me is just building my system and seeing my own progress right so because i said before um nothing happens overnight so the consistent work, and it's also the education that I had on the side, right? So reading a lot about um, big players in other sports, just MMA fighters or uh, baseball fighters, uh, fighters, baseballers, or uh, bas basketball. So so Kobe Bryant was a big inspiration of me because he uh, he shared a lot of his philosophy about the game. Michael Jordan, Co uh, um, Tom Brady, I, and there are a lot of um, heroes before us, right? So you can, and before it was funny because I was always thinking, you know, they only have like victories and they're like these big guys. And they're always, the thing is with media and in the internet, they always show 
um, show the victories, right? And now in this area, this era, uh, we all also see a lot of uh, defeats, or let's say uh, McGregor as a fighter in the MMA, or just let's say Michael Jordan, you see the documentary on Netflix, it's not only about winning, right? And, but th those guys also just get more motivated or more dedicated after a loss because they don't want to recognize or don't want to um, experience this feeling again. So they push even more or just focus more on the system that are built. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what I, I do too, is that after a big loss or whatever, it's just, I also told my coach once, you know, I, I can't, I don't know, man, I, I don't feel it anymore. I don't have it anymore. And then just, he just catch my head and just, uh, yeah, I just, nah, I can't explain the situation, but after an hour, you just walked out, you know, I can't do this. And then you start just building and watching. Okay. And started to get the awareness about what can I improve? What is just, what is an, a, a next step that I can make to improve my system as a judo player? And then, of course, the, the, the results and the medals that I win after some big, um, big steps that I made are just super satisfying. Because it's, it's funny because I said uh, when I was six years old and I won the, my first trophy, it was all about the trophy, right? right? It's like the trophy is, is, is the thing that why you compete. And now it's more like, okay, is this, is this satisfaction about the progress that you made and just the results that you get after all the work that you uh, put in. So, of course, uh, I, I'm not going to say every, it, it, it's always going easy or it's always, um, yeah, it's always glorious. No, it, it's also there are bad times and struggles. And uh, But if you, that's, that's what my what my helps a lot is just focus of just educate yourself on different legends in other sports. And you see that everybody is struggling before they get at the top. And why would we, why would, uh, we be different than them, right? So this, this was something that the focus was a big focus for me. Yeah, it's incredible. And I, I was going to ask you a couple more questions, but I think that's a great place to end off. And yeah, I'm sure you inspired a lot of people and you will inspire a lot of people with this show um so definitely i just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day i know you're extremely busy um and the listeners are going to want to support you they're going to want to find you uh where can we find you i know you got some nutrition sponsors if you want to shout them out or or anything like that yeah go for it i hope you could understand my english i'm still <laughs> working on improving um and i try to explain uh, the best i can but uh yeah so my instagram uh, my instagram is the most uh up-to-date uh social media that i have it's coral for gold in english um and, and i have my website michaelcorel.nl and it's also translated to english so you can translate it like from dutch to english but if you if you speak dutch you can also keep it in dutch of course um yeah that's it man i don't need to any sponsors yeah it's more the sponsors are more local so not like international mm -hmm. so uh 
Corvo Gold that it is. And you know why why I named myself Corvo Gold? Because we go for gold next year. And we get it. We get it. I can already see you with that fat piece of gold hanging down. It's just a matter of time. It's it's already done. Are you an athlete trying to take your sports career to the next level? Are you trying to secure your spot on an all-star team, college roster, professional roster, or Olympic roster? Are you an athlete who is highly motivated and works hard in the gym and on the field but aren't seeing the results you deserve? That's where I come in. I'm a sports performance specialist and I help athletes separate themselves from their competition through precise, detailed, and meticulous strength training programs. I help you develop the speed, power, strength, and athleticism it takes to stand out and separate yourself from your competition. If this is something you're interested in, head over to my website, instinctperformance.ca, and fill out the online coaching application form, and we will schedule a free consultation to see if you're a good fit. What this looks like. If you get accepted, you'll receive a detailed movement assessment where we test your deficiencies and determine what your strengths and weaknesses are. Number two, you'll have access to an app that I use that outlines the exact exercises, sets, reps, and rest intervals. This app gives you full video breakdown of each movement so you know exactly how to do it. If this is something you're interested in, head over to our website, instinctperformance.ca. Hit us up on social media. Instagram is ip.performance and Facebook is instinctperformance. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. Isaiah out.